Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Molly. Did you know that you can actually fundraise your way into the Boston Marathon? That's true. If you raise money for one of the Boston Marathon's preferred charities, like 261 Fearless, an organization that helps women become leaders in their communities, then you can join those charities' teams and run the Boston Marathon. And that's exactly what the entire second season of the Fun Run is all about. Molly has had the dream her entire life of running the Boston Marathon. In addition, she wants to help lift women worldwide. And this is the way that we're going to do this. So Molly, how can people help? Well, visit our website, rmradiopodcast.com, and check out the Support Us link. There you'll find three different ways you can support us in getting me to the Boston Marathon. The first one is our GoFundMe page, where you can directly donate to the organization. The second is our Patreon page where you can donate and get possibly some cool swag, definitely some cool swag. And you can also visit our Spreadshirt store where you can buy merchandise, the proceeds from which will also go to support the 261 Fearless cause. That's so awesome. Every single dollar of proceeds that we receive from any of these three methods will go directly to the 261 Fearless program and will also help get Molly to the Boston Marathon. So every dollar donated makes a big difference. Learn more about 261 Fearless also on our Support Us page by clicking the link at the bottom. So visit rmradiopodcast.com today and find out how you can help. So I asked uh, Ryan, who is my partner in life and on the fun run, what this episode should be about. And he jokingly went, boobs. And I go, actually, can we talk about sports bras? And then I was like, you know, Ryan, when you buy a sports bra. And I was like, no, I have no earthly idea what you're talking about. But now I feel like I'm sucked into this. So let's talk about sports bras. Yeah. So last week you were having... A lot of feelings about running shoes. I was. Yeah. And um, I can relate. I've often, I also have feelings about running shoes, but. It's I a little t- different for it you. It is. Though, I, I tend to get more, I I don't know if it's on a, not as picky or I get lucky more often. I'm willing to try out new shoes and I usually am sort of just like, meh, these are good. You don't assign all the feelings to running shoes I that I do. As we discovered from the last episode, yeah. there's a whole lot of crazy that goes on with running shoes for me. So, But does that happen to you with the sports brassiers? That's what I realized after we had talked about running shoes. Um, because I have a lot of similar feelings when it comes to sports bras. And I think it has to do with the fact that um, girls go through the phase where they get boobs. Like, we start out not having boobs and then all of a sudden we hit puberty and oh my god none of my clothes fit anymore and I look different and the guys don't have to go through this this is not something that they have to experience but they experience we have have our own things that we go yeah but I feel like there's nothing quite as visible as that you guys get facial hair unless you're really lucky your voice (laughs) gross your voices drop but you don't become at the risk of sounding like extreme, you don't sort of wake up one day and all of a sudden you're a sex object. You right. have boobs. As most things in life, everything is so much harder for women. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so like, and I'm not trying to pander because as we as we discovered during our last uh, episode, all of our runners are, are all of our listeners are women, um, and I yeah I get it because this is a really good podcast. I know. Obviously, women women have, have good taste. taste. But no, it does, it does seem like things are more difficult naturally and also sometimes unnecessarily. Yeah. So I am one of those girls who went to bed one night, flat chested, and woke up with like a C cup. It just <laughs> sort of happened. It happened quickly. It did. It happened yeah. very quickly. Um, and I am a busty runner. So for girls out there who are more well endowed, um, I'm a 34 triple D, which is a weird size. I usually have to special order my bras or go to like a place that has extended sizing. When I was in high school, that didn't exist. Well, in watching you go through this process of like 
going through and and because you know I, I have no frame of reference for this i don't understand yeah um it's it's very it's it's delicate like you, it's frustrating you, yeah well, because like if you were to say to me before i learned from you about the issues here it's kind of like well what do you need in a sports bra what does it need to be you know and it's like that is not a question you can answer because everybody is so different that's yeah so for every woman that is out there there is a different type of sports bra that she might need because every woman's body is just different enough and moves just differently enough that um, it becomes really frustrating when it it's time to purchase a sports bra. Well, because you had talked about one issue that you often see people complain about in sports bras and like you see it a lot, you said. And Uniboob. And it's something that you actually prefer. Yeah. So a lot of women um, don't like the uniboob phenomenon, which is what which is when you have a sports bra that just kind of smooshes your boobs together as tightly as they can. And it makes you look like you have one <laughs> big boob on front. Um, I don't care. Smoosh them. Get smooshing. Make them as flat as possible. And if they turn into one just homogenous boob, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I got to be honest. Big boob on front kind of sounds like a, like a, like a dingy bar. Big where you, boob where on you front. might hear like crappy blues bands. Yeah. You know, it's like, where are you going? Oh, we're going to Big Boob on front to hear, you know, the howling Willoughbys. <laughs> I love it. That is an evening I would enjoy. Um, and then there's other things you have to take into account too, because there are some women runners out there who've had a mastectomy. And so maybe they only have one boob that they need to, you know, tame for running purposes. So the other thing that's really frustrating is running bras range in price from $20 to like $100. $4,000. Yes, they can be exorbitantly expensive. And a lot of times you're not allowed to return them. So you take a bra out for a spin, your boobs are flopping all over the place. You're like, great, that's 60 bucks. I'm never going to see again. Well, it seems like, and I've seen this happen to you where somebody recommends one. Yeah. And they're like, you're like, all right, but here's the thing. This is what I need. This is what I need a sports bra to do. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll totally do that. And the person talking to you doesn't have a body like yours in mm-hmm. any way, shape, or form. Now, I'm not saying that you have to have a body like Molly's to understand what products will work. Because, I mean, if you sell these things, there's ideally some sort of understanding about the products that you're selling. But I don't know. You have a very specific need for a sports bra. And you're real picky about it. I am. I've had – so I started out in my running career as a teenager – double bagging as um as we used to say what is that i know what it is but just because you've told yeah you use the phrase and i was like at the time i was like what in the hell are you talking about so back in the day you could not get a sports bra that had um all of the features that sports bras tend to have now where things are adjustable and there's clips and velcro and um you can get different you can get encapsulation or you can get underwire or you can get molded cups you basically had the option of going to the walmart or target and getting one of the traditional elastic racerback sports bras um and in order to get a sports bra situation that would minimize bounce, which is what we're all looking for, um, we would do a thing called double bag where we take two of those racer back sports bras, um, a size smaller than what we needed, and then our actual size, we'd put the smaller size one on first and then put the actual size one on over top of that. Um, So Anytime I went running, I had to have two sports bras on in order to minimize bounce as much as possible. So I hear, for those of you who haven't done this, um, you're probably thinking, man, that sounds uncomfortable. It sounds like restrictive and hot and chafy. And you would be right. It is all of those things. Um, But for the young runner who does not have access to good running bra technology that was pretty much the option that we had so why do you think what was the impetus for change do you think like you mentioned that like there were you know there was only one way to go sort of in the past yeah what changed why do you think it changed i think um women got more involved in the sport of running and became really vocal about it so um not having good technology for like for your bust 
just wasn't really an option for someone who was trying to run. As you were saying that, I was thinking, what's the technology? Um, all kinds of stuff. I'm not trying to put you on the spot as like the sports bra lady. Um, I just think it's really interesting. Like you can think about things like running shoes and what's the technology that goes into it. Like there's yeah. now carbon plating and things like that and, and what that means and what that does. Like, you know, with the carbon plating, it's like, it's good for you, but then you shouldn't run with it all the time, you know, things like that. So I'm just, I'm curious because like, I'm thinking, you know, what I'm th- I'll, I'll be real straightforward. Here's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about a dad who has daughters, mm-hmm. daughter, daughters, maybe a niece, maybe a, a wife or a friend who wants to go running. Yeah. And they have this experience where they don't know. When I first started running, I, I bought a pair of shoes at like a secondhand store. I mean, they were new, but it was like, um, what do they call that when you have uh, like clothes out where you, it's like the old. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I have these pair, this pair of shoes has probably been sitting in a warehouse for two years. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. Already starting to break down a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, and I bought, I bought these shoes. I don't know. My second pair of running shoes came from Walmart. Yeah. And I almost died in them. And because they had like the tread wore off like almost instantly because they were like 15 bucks. I don't know what I was thinking, but you just don't know. Yeah. You know, and to have someone there, if I'd, I didn't have any friends who ran, I mean, there, there was you, but you and I weren't like super close at the time. And I really wasn't talking to you about running. I mean, we, we were work buddies. Yeah. And so it was just, you know, I, I felt completely isolated in, yeah. in my, and there's so much information, right? It's yeah. almost like, it's, it's like. You try to look something up and it's it, it, about running shoes and it's like, well, yeah, here's all these opinions on what you need. I didn't know that I needed a stability shoe until I went to a store, ran, and they watched me and they're like, oh, you need a little bit of stability support. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about when well, I'm sort of peppering you with questions, I'm thinking about the dad, the friend, the partner, the whatever, who has a person in their life who wants to get into running. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, I am, this is significant, right? It's not like, I mean, underwear is underwear, right? If your underwear chafes when you walk, it's probably going to chafe when you run. Although, if you're going to talk about underwear, I have underwear that I wear as my daily underwear, and I have different running underwear. It's the same brand. Yeah. I, just, I got a kind that isn't working quite as well as what I normally wear. It's the same brand and everything, but it, it, it doesn't work. It causes a little bit of, of inner leg chafing. Yeah. So it's like that you kind of have to trial, trial and error. But I'm thinking like, what do you say if someone comes to you and is like, hey, I mean, I'm, I'm having so much trouble finding a sports bra. Like, this is hard. I imagine that's really common. And yeah. I wonder how many people are like, they start to run. And then I imagine that that is something. Now, I'm not pretending to know here. I imagine that's something that could cause such a level of discomfort, both physically, um, maybe mentally with, you know. Oh, for sure. The freaking eyeballs in this world. Uh, you know cannot but, they love to look at your boobs but the the physical discomfort of movement or not movement or whatever and then the so much embarrassment just, yeah, yeah that you just don't you're like i don't want to run anymore yeah so take something that you could potentially enjoy now you're not doing it so what would you say to to someone who is in that position yeah well it's easier now bra technology which sounds like a funny phrase but it's true has come a really really long way so when we used to double bag we those bras were cotton they were like a cotton lycra blend. So not at all moisture wicking. In fact, they would hang on to every little bit of moisture that came out of your body and become... And you sweat a lot. <laughs> I so. do. And become like stretched out and soaking and disgusting. So they would lose any any minimal support they had in the first place. Yeah. Whilst dry. Yeah. Would be I gone. through motion... And moisture. Because that happens, right? You know, yeah. like like we've talked about we're getting real personal on here. I, you know, on this podcast. I wear boxer briefs. Yes. And as the day progresses, they loosen up. They loosen up. Yeah. Um, so starting probably when I got into college, so this would have been late nineties, early aughts, is when you began seeing bra technology change. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first store that I came across and someone had recommended it to me. I can't remember who it was, but it was a fellow busty runner who was like, have you ever heard of Title IX? Which was a store out of California. And I was like, uh, no, tell me more. That's a great name for a store. For I know. Women's sports apparel. Right. Um, and I, that's immediately what I thought of. I was yeah. like, well, if that's the name of the store, clearly this is a place that I need to check out. They are at least going to have some women's clothing. Some women's clothing. You go that, there, it's all guy stuff. You're like, seriously? Some women's clo- clothing that isn't like 
bullshit clothing (laughs) that actually works for athletic pursuits. Yeah. Um, Because we've all seen like the little teeny, teeny, tiny shorts. And it's like, here, go run in these. Which some people like that. Some people like it. Look at, we talked in the last episode about watching the Olympic runners. I mean, yeah, there there are some Olympic runners who basically run in a sports bra and what looks like a bathing suit bottom. But when that's your only option. But if that's, and if that's what you like, I mean, I don't, I just don't want to. You know, yeah, we're not we're not body shaming anyone. No, no, it's no. like you, you run the in point, what you're comfortable in. Yeah. I wouldn't want to run in that. No, the point I'm making is when we were in high school, we had the option of teeny tiny shorts. Yeah. Or what I would do is buy boys athletic shorts because that's what was comfortable for me. Yeah. All right. So I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break because we got a kid coming home from school. So we'll be back in just a few minutes on. Okay, so now that we've gotten our break out of the way and we've welcomed our child home from school, you, Molly, were talking about bra technology and how, is it, how it's changed over the years. Yes. So now we have things like moisture wicking fabrics and um, different types of foam and padding that you can put in bras and different ways to do the straps and the elastic has improved and like all of this really great technical um, changes. Wizardry? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Wizardry is not too strong. Boob magic. Well, okay. I like that. <laughs> he smiled real big. <laughs> Apologies to any of our family who are listening to this. <laughs> um, so the, I remember the first experience I had was with Title IX. And the way they would gauge the support of their different sports bras was in uh, little dumbbell symbols. So if a sports bra only had one little dumbbell filled in, then that was a low support or like a yoga bra or a walking bra. But if it had five dumbbells of support, then it was for the busty lasses who wanted to do high impact sports. And that I assume that meant it offered a lot of support. It essentially locked them down. Yes. And the first sports bra I got from there, I believe it was either a Brooks or a Moving Comfort brand sports bra. I put it on Ran around the house with absolute glee because my boobs did not move. They were in place. One sports bra was all it took. What a happy story. It so was. So you went from double bagging to this new, this newfangled wizard boob magic fiasco. Single bra. And your life was forever changed. So did you stick with that 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 same sports bra for a while? or did- I did not because they discontinued it. Of course they did. So then I discovered the Fiona Moving Comfort bra, and I've probably had seven or eight of those over the years. This is um, the bra. I loved this bra. Love. And I use that in the past tense because I only have two of them left. Um, both of them are starting to really show their age and wear and tear. Well, why don't you just buy some more? Because they have also discontinued that bra, <laughs> and you can't find it anymore. Story of your life. I know. But the thing I loved about um, both of those bras is the straps were not elastic. And they were adjustable by Velcro. So the problem that I have with elastic bra straps is as someone who has heavy breasts, because that's the other thing about boobs is some of them, some people have light, airy breast tissue. Some people have heavy breast tissue somewhere. Some people are somewhere in between. Um, Breast shapes are really different. So some women have like a teardrop shaped bust. Others have more of a like apple shaped People are always comparing women's bodies to fruit, so um, they do that a lot, like teardrop, apple, pear. I guess teardrop's not a fruit. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. He was looking at me like real confused. I'll be honest. I was not going to correct you because that did not seem, it did not seem relevant or important to do so Um, because it's like... I think you're making a really good point. I'm um, actually, Molly. Actually, a teardrop. That is not a food. It's not mm. a fruit. So no, you are. You're making a wonderful point, and I'm just. I'm listening. I'm listening yeah. and learning. So the shape matters too, because the way your breasts are weighted determines how they move when you exercise. So if you're a runner and you're running without a sports bra at all, your breasts are going to move in sort of a almost like a figure eight or an infinity sign. Wow. Um, they sort of like move in a circular it's not up and down it's more of like a circular motion i guess that makes sense because of the way i mean and you know guys have parts of their body that move too yeah and so i you know it's like there's there's some well in comparison the, there it's not it's not an exact comparison no. it's like that is but interesting body parts that flop have a certain pattern that they flop in yeah i guarantee you most people who don't know i.e people who do not have breasts um, are probably thinking or might be thinking that it's a straight up and down yeah. movement. Well, and the way you can sort of see this in action is if you ever watch a Vegas showgirl. 
who has like the tassels, um, when they get them sort of going, they go in that circular pattern. Um, and there are some women who are very gifted dancers who can make those tassels move in all kinds of patterns. Um, and I'm always very impressed by their breast control. You're looking at me like. I'm just listening. <laughs> yeah, really. I, if I'm making a face, I, I assure you it's not yeah. intentional. I am, I'm simply listening and learning. So. Um, I'm also trying to listen for the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a working podcast. And it's a working podcast. It's, it's laundry day. And he's laundering those two sad sports bras that I have left right I'm now. I'm actually laundering my garage towels. But because, yes, I'm, that, I'm the person who I launder my. Because, you, you know, sometimes you got to. You know, I have certain rags for Windexing and certain for Armor All, some for drawing off the... You know what? Not what this podcast is about. And no. I'm coming off real crazy. So <laughs> never mind. Who... I don't launder my shop towels. No. Who does that? So anyway, boob tassels. Boob tassels. So my issue is when I have an elastic sports bra strap, especially one that has a plastic adjustable slider, the slider travels on me. So the more I run the looser the bra gets so that by the time I'm done running, sometimes my, the little plastic adjuster will have moved anywhere from like an inch to two inches. To the point where it's no longer providing the support. It's not need. supporting anything. So why don't you just get, a, I've seen sports bras with zippers in the front. Why don't you just get one with a zipper? Uh, good question. So a lot of high impact sports bras do have the zipper up the front. Spoiler alert. She has one and I know where this is going. I have two of them. Um, I, don't know what it is about my physiology in particular, but when I run with a zipper sports bra, the zipper travels too, <laughs> which I must just have like very active breasts. While I run. They're trying to escape it. All They're time. trying to get out all the time. So when I wear one of these bras, I have to use a safety pin to lock that zipper in place so that it doesn't like unzip on its own. And then, cause my boobs to explode which i jokingly said you know is there something you can do like put a safety pin in the zipper to which molly replied at my horror uh yeah that's what i'm doing now and then he was like god that would be awful if it popped open and stabbed you and i was like well yeah that happens sometimes and i was like what <laughs> you have you have gotten stabbed in the boob for just trying to run i ugh. and my answer is yes yes i have i feel bad for you it's fine um, I have never had to worry about getting stabbed in the niblets while running. Like, <laughs> well, not in the nipple, just like in the top. No, I said niblets. Oh, niblets. My man carriage. I've never, like, it's just not a concern <laughs> I've had, you know, because I imagine, you know, women's underwear for the bottom half of your body is also something that you have to think about quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and so, like, okay, so we're on even footing there. Like, guys, we got to wear the underwear. You got to wear the underwear. And then, but now you've got all this, you've got this other element. So... I recently got another sports bra. Um, I kind of don't want to name brands for the most part when it's a bad experience. Um, I feel bad about that. No, I'm, I don't like to do that either. Because um, it's not, I mean, like we talked in the last episode how I bought some New Balance running shoes and yeah. they didn't work for me. Well, they didn't work for me. It's not, yeah. that, it's not that the shoes were crap. Well, and that's the thing. This is a Brooks running bra. Yeah. I don't remember the exact model name, but it's supposed to be a high impact running bra and it might be great for some people. Um, for me, it was not. It Again, the sweat sort of like loosened the fabric up and by the t and the straps were elastic so that by the time I was done with my run, um, I probably would say that the report re support reduced by maybe 20 to 30%. See, I don't think that's necessarily, I don't think you're ragging on Brooks. I think that you are explaining your experience with a yeah. particular product and you're being factual about it and you're giving good information so somebody who is like you yeah because that's what we so need right who has a similar body type or boob type right well it's like we um, talked about at the beginning of the podcast looking for running shoes yeah. when you're in a situation like people are will say oh i i think you can get 500 miles out of these shoes well not if you're a runner like me I yeah mean, like i mean yeah maybe if you weigh 140 pounds and you you know run a certain way that doesn't tear up your shoes yeah maybe but, you know, there are people who, who aren't 140 pounds who, who run. Mm -hmm. And it's like there are women who are bustier and who sweat a lot when they run. Yeah. And so somebody who is does have a, a body like yours um, where you, to, to use your words, and I'm paraphrasing, but you have heavier breasts. And yeah. It's like you sweat a lot. That bra didn't work for you. So someone listening who is looking for that information because they're trying to, they're in the same boat, 
they can now they can save sixty five dollars. Yeah. Now the good thing about that one is I am able to return it. That's yeah. the one I got at Fleet Feet, and I think I mentioned this in an earlier episode. And she said, "Yeah, you can run in it and you can return it." We are all about Fleet Feet. Yeah, we we are big fans of that company. We, we're not affiliated in no. any way, shape, or form. Um, we are like if we're we're customers. So we're, any information we relay about Fleet Feet is from a customer standpoint, um, and we love them. They're just good people. Yeah. Um. So. This sent me down the rabbit hole of, first of all, trying to somehow purchase a case of Fiona Moving Comfort bras that someone has in a warehouse somewhere that maybe they've just been hanging on to, waiting for someone like me to be like, hey, sell me all those bras. This um, very specific size of bra. This very specific size of And I, I told her, I, bra. Said, like, I, don't, I don't care if you find a case of like all different sizes, like take out what you need and we'll, <laughs> and we'll sell the rest at a good price for I somebody. Know. But alas... Um, they only have very, uh, I don't want to say odd sizes because that makes it sound like someone's boob size is odd, but because I'm considered an odd size as 34 triple D, but they only have like a 30 E or a, you know, 31 F and that's just not my size. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is, you know, those are sizes, sizes that are harder to sell. And so places don't typically stock them. Yeah. Um, it's like when you go look at. Uh, t-shirts in a clearance yeah. section and all they have is small and 2x that's because everybody's medium and large right like um so the situation i'm in now is just like trying to find the new bra that can be my new fiona bra that keeps my boobs safe and secure like cozy cozy little i don't know what the analog would be another fruit peaches in a peach basket while i run that metaphor really got away from me uh yeah but you landed i think you landed it okay I, I like it i think you're good so there are companies out there um she fits is the one that i have ordered my most recent bra from and it should be here soon um their model they don't have cup size so they do their small medium large um and then instead of extra large they do something called it's a one lux which is what size i am meaning that your ample bosom is more luxurious uh, which I kind of dig. It's their way of saying extra large. Um, some companies will do queen size, which I love that phrase because that's what actual seamstresses call it when you're doing a plus size. It's a queen size. Um, and this one is all Velcro. There are no clips. So the um, the chest band is Velcro with eight inches of adjustment and the straps are Velcro. And when we talk, friends, if you have not seen one of these, sports bras it's not velcro like it's not weak velcro i mean the velcro it's like a good four inches thick it's velcro as it intended to be it's, to hold astronauts yeah it's not going anywhere. into a space capsule yeah, it's, not, <laughs> it's not going anywhere it and that the, the sports sports bra that you wear um it's a process like uh, yeah i, I don't I, I hate putting on and taking off sports bras it's, i've never we're pretty comfortable with each other yeah. but i've never actually witnessed the full assembly of the sports bra because you know we, we do tend to keep our, some things to ourselves um you know we're not we're not the couple that like goes to the bathroom in front of each other or anything no. like that we we keep some we keep some privacy um but with that said we're also very comfortable and so you know like changing and things like that is, is one thing but yeah the whole the sports bra it, it does just, a lot of moving and shaking it's not a good look but then it's it, it's see it looks very secure yes like um nothing's going anywhere no so i'm really excited to see how this one works out um, one thing that is really exciting is when you search for, uh, search Google for like large bust, high impact. I'm glad you finished that off. Um, and we're not advising people to search, to type large bust into Google. No. Now. Would I, not recommend. Yeah. So it, as with anything, I feel like you can tell I'm in human resources, I think sometimes like a little disclaimer. Um, when we recommend Google search results, please understand that we have no control over what's going to come up in your Google search yeah. result. And if you search large bust, you might get some large busts that come back at you. Yeah. So when you search for best sports bra for large bust, high impact exercise, you will come up with lots of articles and options that just did not exist. Um, I would say five, even like 10 or five years ago, even. And uh, folks have spent a lot of time trying to create bras for lots of different bus sizes well, there's, i mean I, I just think about the logistics of trying to do that there are so many different 
body types. I know. And it's like, and, and preferences too, because people yeah. that have the, if you could have a carbon copy of a body type, those two people might have different preferences mm-hmm. in what they like. Some people might be like, I hate Velcro. I don't want to wear anything with Velcro. And yeah. I want sliders or I want a zipper. And so for a company to have to make enough to sell yeah. of all these, di- I mean, it's just. Well, and then the other issue that always arises for me um, because it's a, it's a field I work in is the accessibility issue. So I, the first sports bra I got, the one from Title IX that I loved because my boobs didn't move, I had to have somebody else hook it for me. So I would put it on and I couldn't hook the clasp in the back by myself because I couldn't reach it. Wow. And so when you think about like a sports bra, if you are someone who has limited mobility, but you still want to exercise, um, like I'm thinking about our daughter who has arthritis, there are certain things that she just can't manipulate. Yeah. Um, And things like bra clasps can be really tricky for people. Well, you run into a, a, like a limitation and like you were talking about mobility. Yeah. Like just arms and legs don't always move the way you want them to when you have something like arthritis Mm -hmm. or something like, I mean, think about like people with MS. I mean, it's just like, you might not have all the mobility that you want. And it doesn't preclude you from still being an impressive athlete or an amateur athlete, but it might preclude you from hooking your own sports bra if you can't get your hands back there. Um, So I always think about things like when I'm looking at a sports bra, am I going to be able to get this on and off by myself? Right. Which seems kind of silly, like, what do you mean you wouldn't be able to dress yourself? But clasps are complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I look at is sort of the way that the company presents the sports bra. So if it's a company where models are all different body types and sizes and you've got busty queen size ladies next to smaller, more athletic ladies, um, that to me is usually a good sign because it means they've at least thought about different sizes and body types whereas if every single woman who's wearing the sports bra is the exact same like body size body type it's kind of like oh i can't rude i know potential spam really got all up in our podcast um (laughs) i it's kind of hard for me to think that they've actually taken the time to think about a variety of body types yeah so that's another thing i tend to if I'm shopping around, like, what do your models look like? Do they do they look like potentially like me? Mm-hmm. Oh, they do. Oh, they also look like someone who looks nothing like me. Great. Yeah, that I, I'm with you. That is a, that's a, a sticky wicket. Like, I sometimes find that you know, again, I don't mean to keep bringing it back to running shoes, but you know, like, there it's so hard to. Well, so many running websites, all the runners look like elite runners. Yeah, yeah. I said they're they're you know super thin super like like running is what they do you know and it's like there are people who people there are people who look like me a bit more i would say average regular um you know like you know little 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 extra little orchestra around the midsection try as i might or pudding yeah and it's like things like running shorts and and running shirts it's like you know i don't want a running shirt that clings to me like i just got out of a pool in a t-shirt you know it's like i just you know in in running shoes it's like there there needs to be a way to i don't know i feel like this is i I feel like this is a problem not not just with running clothes but across the across the board oh for sure well and and it's like i i'm not there's i don't i don't think there's a villain in this movie i think they're because i mean again if you're a company and your goal is to make money you can't it's it's gonna be hard for you to make you know like i always joke that i need a i need there to be a size medium and a half yeah <laughs> because in a lot of stuff i wear a medium yeah and some stuff i wear a large and some stuff i put on a large and i'm like this who is who is a large that's wearing this because i have to like squeeze myself yeah. into it and it's like it's crazy but then something else from that same company i can wear a medium yeah and it, i even have a few shirts that are smalls and it's just like and i'm not a tiny guy you know no. but it's just like i don't sizing is one of those things that just doesn't there's no standard to it whatsoever well the nice thing is though i think the the balance is shifting more towards that more inclusive um like a huge brand american eagle has a truth in advertising policy now so when i was in high school your typical american eagle model was either like a totally shredded white guy 
or a pin-thin white girl. And now with their new philosophy in advertising, especially their um, Airy brand, which is their underwear brand, it's all different body types and sizes, minimal, minimal retouching. And they even did a campaign a few years ago where they brought in a bunch of models with disabilities. And so they had a model who had Down syndrome. They had a model who used a colostomy bag. They had a model who used a wheelchair. And so that was like really exciting. And I think, gosh, I I love that kind of stuff because it really just, it's like, I mean, maybe you're not going to have a huge percentage of your customer base be people who use colostomy bags. But one in five people in our country have a disability. But it's like... So it's like, but how great that that person now can find not only can, can find some representation. Yeah, we spend so much time really helping people to feel ostracized, and when we can do more to help people feel like, like, hey, you're a person just like me. I, that, I just para athletes. It feels good. It feels good. And para athletes buy sports bras too. Right. Exactly. You know. You know. I was so happy. That is one thing I do want to mention. Um, during the Olympics. There were so many commercials. Oh, for the Paralympics. For the Olympics. I mean, that was. And the, yeah. I oh, mean, it was, it was, it was so it was great. great. It was so great. Um, you know, I, I've always, I've been wondering if they were going to change the, change, change the name from the Special Olympics. But I don't know. I think at, at some point you have a brand recognition there. Yeah. Not... Well, there's the Special Olympics and there's the Paralympics. Right. So um, one is cognitive and one is physical. Right. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I think that, again, I, I don't know. I just we're all people and the it's like sports are for everyone everyone gets to go out and move their body in some way yes absolutely and however you do it yeah um, let's and it's nice to know that there's equipment out there that can help you do it comfortably that like yeah you know women need to have sports bras right or, or you know people well, people with breasts need to have sports bras so let's make sports bras accessible for anybody yes who has breasts who wants to exercise and the point I guess I'm trying to make is there's a lot of variety out there and it's similar to running shoes where you just kind of have to like, it's trial and error. Yeah. I guess I wish it weren't, I wish there were more programs like flea feet where if you try to bra and you could run in it, like actually go for a run. Cause I always jump around and I'm in the store, but it's not the same, but I'm not sweating. It's not exactly like we put on running shoes and run up down the aisle a couple of times. Great. Yeah. I mean, uh, how's this going to hold up? (laughs) Show me a run that doesn't feel good in the first quarter of a mile. I know. I mean, like, yeah, every once in a while you have a crappy start, but for the most part, you feel okay during the first quarter of a mile, regardless of your shoes. And yeah, it's like you got to get a mile in, three miles in before you really know is this a shoe I can wear on an eight mile run? And I am assuming that sports bras are, are much the same way because, like you said, oh, this is great when I put it on. But then three miles in, once I'm sweating and moving and all the yeah. now the sports bra is no longer functioning like it like it was. It's literally not. Yeah, I, I I'm with you, and I and I understand that companies again, you know, you don't want to have a situation where people are just returning like crazy because again, you know, a lot of these companies are smaller companies, like you know the the running companies. They're not mega conglomerates that have the resources like a Target mm-hmm. or a Walmart that can do returns, you know, just ad nauseum. But I think it's also important to have. Um, an understanding with your customers yeah like hey roadrunner um has a good model where like because they have a really generous shoe return policy they do but they also take back a lot of clothes and then they just have a big blowout like parking lot sale i think once or twice a year where all the stuff that's been returned they you can go and get some pretty lightly used stuff for not a lot of money Mm -hmm. and that to me feels like um like a smart thing to do, a smart model. Right. And, and and you could even do some type of reward program where it's a free rewards program um, and people have a rewards card that they swipe for points or stickers or whatever and you track returns that way. Yeah. If you have someone who is excessive with a return policy, then you maybe have a conversation. You know, I mean, I used to work in retail. We used to do that all the time. We would be able to, you know, sort of talk to people and say, hey, you know, you're doing too many returns. Sorry, I'm just, I have this like memory um of the what the first sports bra was and i know that um so the first commercial one was invented by lisa lindahl and it was in the 19 late 1970s um and she had a similar situation where she just could not find a bra that worked for her but i feel like there was one even earlier than that that was two jock straps that were crisscrossed i feel like i have seen that and I can't remember if that's accurate or not. 
and I think it was considered a tennis bra. Anyway. Yeah, I would think you would need to have because that's a lot of that's running, stopping, and starting, jumping. Mm-hmm. So, all right, as we move to the end of our conversation, uh, do you have any guidance, thoughts, or words of wisdom for any person who is out looking for maybe they're let's narrow this down a little bit. Somebody buying their first sports bra, they are 14 or 44 or 84 and they're going to go out and they're like, I am seeing these people run. This looks like it's fun. I would like to try it. I, what should they do? I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt because there's, there's a, it's, it's a it. multi-layered question. Okay. What should they do? Well, what, where should they start? Okay. Where should they go for information? Okay. And what should their expectations be? Like if you've never run before, how are you going to feel after that first run? How, how like physically, are things, yeah. things going to hurt? Is it going to be, what, what are some reasonable expectations so that this person will go out for their run and then will want to come back a second? Yeah. Run? So I would say consider your, like, get to know your breasts. And that I feel like is good advice for life when we're talking about things like breast health. Like you should know, you should, at the risk of this getting rated X, touch your breasts get to know what they feel like at different times of the month this will help you down the road when it comes to things like breast scans for cancer but it'll also help you be more familiar with just like how your body moves and works and then move your body around in different ways and feel how your breasts are weighted how they move when you jump how they move and jiggle when you run um and try to become more comfortable with understanding like we all have our body issues I had I used to have lots of anxiety about my bus line because I was a girl that developed early and got a lot of unwanted attention for it um like cat calling and whistling and stuff like that and it felt gross so get to know what your boobs feel like um then think about what's most important to you. Are you someone who just wants to smash them down so that they don't move at all? Then you're going to want like a high compression, high support bra. Um, if you're someone who is a little bit smaller and maybe doesn't have the same mass, uh, a lighter, less um, compression bra might be more comfortable for you. Like I'm someone who's willing to sacrifice a little bit of rib cage movement I've learned to breathe more into my stomach than in my the top of my chest because I really want that secureness on top. But if you're someone who really breathes and breathes into your rib cage, then having that compression might be problematic for you. I wonder how many of our listeners are doing what I'm doing right now. As you're talking, I'm like breathing through my ribs and breathing through my stomach. Yeah. Like you ever notice yeah. that when you hear like when you hear someone talk about that kind of stuff, you're like, oh, I wonder what they because I don't think about how I breathe. Yeah. You know? No, I really, um, I'm a belly breather when I run Yeah, because I want my chest to stay really, well, you, you, really firm. You tighten your stomach muscles when you breathe too, don't you? I you do. Yeah, you do I flex them. Like working with some core Well, it helps my back. Yeah. It keeps my, because another problem when you have large breasts is you have back pain because you're, the, that top part is pulling on your lower back. But you don't though. You, you, you've seemed to work through that or, or, or prevent, be able to prevent that through your breathing. Um, and I'm sure things like yoga. Um, yeah. That, that doesn't hurt. Um, but, but you, that you haven't really had back problems. Things like core strength are really important. Yeah. And it's something I was lazy about when I was younger. But now as I get older, yeah. um, lots of core work and also lots of chest strengthening because mm-hmm. that helps strengthen the muscles that sit behind your breasts. Right. And helps keep things from like getting um, like saggy. And, well, yeah. But also the idea of sagginess is kind of a myth. Like your boob shape is your boob shape. And gravity affects it but you should not feel bad or ashamed about any of that our bodies grow and change so love your boobs as they are get to know them well said and then i would say um see if you can find stores that will let you try things out do not be afraid to return things um especially especially ask up front yes like hey i'm not sure you know and, and just you know again having worked in retail i always appreciated a conversation yeah like if somebody would say to me hey, I'm not comfortable. I'm not sure if this is what I need. It gives me a chance to sort of talk through things like a return policy. Yep. Um, I haven't worked retail in a million years, but it's like, I feel like, you know, you, you can tell if you're at a place where somebody is, is going to be, you know, open to that conversation where you say, I'm in that because that's what happened to you at Fleet Feet. Mm-hmm. You were talking about it to me, I think. Yeah. And we're saying, I'm just not sure. This is, it's always so hard to buy sports bras. The sales associate or clerk, whatever they call them there, I'm sure not clerk because it's not a grocery store in the 1920s, but <laughs> they overheard our conversation 
And she was awesome. She came over and she was like, hey, just so you know, yeah. you can return that up to 60 days. And you were like, even if I run in it? And she goes, even if you run in it. Like, I was like, oh. And it really. I was like, preach. Right? And you were like, awesome. And made a sale. Now, Immediately. Now. I'm going to return it. It is, it it. is going to be returned. But. <laughs> but. But even if I only could return it for store credit, yeah. that's still better than now owning a sports bra that I can't wear because it's not comfortable. And we're going to spend that money somewhere else at Fleet. Yeah. Because. You know, because of that, it's like, because that's how we are. And yeah. I, think, I feel like a lot of people are like that. Yep. And that's why I think, to Molly's point, a generous and friendly return policy will earn you more customers than what you yeah. lose in returns. So this new bra that is coming from She Fits, hopefully, they give you a 30-day return policy and they say, um, they actually say, work out in it three times before you decide if you want to return it. So they're like, get three workouts worth of sweat in there. Yeah. And three washes, because again, as you wash stuff, sometimes it breaks down. And so oh, they're we've like, all been there. You buy yeah. a shirt, it fits great in the store. You come home and wash it, and all and of a sudden, it's a totally it's like, different shirt. <laughs> Did I buy this for my kid? What is happening? Or it's like, why am I down? Why am I wearing a trash bag? Right yeah, now? yeah. So look at things like return policy. Um, I would also say if you are a bustier gal, um, you're gonna have to spend more money. That's just kind of like a fact. Yeah, you need a higher tech, more supportive, um, more like compressive bra it's going to cost more money you know what that's so important though you told me when we first started when i first started running and i was sort of talking to you about my walmart shoes and you were like you got to spend money on running shoes yeah you don't have to spend three hundred dollars on running shoes but if you find a pair of running shoes that's less than a hundred dollars you might have to ask yourself why exactly is this something that's a good deal okay great i mean i look for deals on running shoes i've gotten plenty of running shoes that were less than a hundred dollars yeah but they aren't one hundred dollar running shoes either they're either you know a model year old or like with with Saucony like I really liked the guide ISO 2 yeah I did not like the guide ISO 1 so before moving to the ISO 2 I was buying guide 10s I was buying buying anywhere I could find them I was looking on Amazon on eBay from like retailers that were you know wholesaling things Mm -hmm. and just trying to find them so they yeah they didn't cost what they cost new but they're still, you know, $120 running shoes. Yeah. So so I imagine this is similar. Like, Be willing to invest in your sport. And sacrifice in, elsewhere. And in your boobs. Yeah. They deserve it. They're good to you. Yeah. So um, try, to, try to cut somewhere else if you can. I, I realize that that's not always – it's easier said than done. People always say, well, just one less trip to Starbucks. Well, not everybody goes to Starbucks. Yeah. And people – some people just don't have, you know – money to throw around on things so cut where you can if you can and the, the way yeah the way i view it is it's an investment in your actual physical self yeah. and in self-care and that that matters that leads to reduced health costs in the future um so be willing to like put a little money behind it yeah. um if you, can. if you can and then i would say just like stick with it because you're probably going to get a couple bras that are just duds that and if you find one you love Buy, buy, all buy a few find. of them, <laughs> um, which I realize, again, is a huge upfront investment. But if you could, like the Fiona bras I have, because they're really well made, they've lasted me for a couple of years now. Um, try to invest in, they say three, you should have three sports bras going at a time. One to wear, one to rest, one to wash. Wow. Um, and that's just sort of like a good rule of thumb. Okay. It's something that's going to get washed a lot and yeah. used a lot and it's going to get a lot of sweat and you know so it's worth spending a little money on and i'm guessing if you buy if you buy a less one or like something that's less of less high quality you're just going to be replacing it sooner anyway so that money is going to be spent yeah you know either way i mean you know and like i mean i really want to be careful like i'm not trying to say oh just just go spend more money like i realized that that's not an option for everybody there was a reason i bought my walmart running shoes yeah because money was tight and i wanted running shoes and i didn't have 120 dollars to throw around yeah. on some shoes and so you know and and i regretted it i mean it was so well and if you if you're just starting out running then find a company that will like fleet feet or she fits where you can try it out for a month right and if you're like nah i just don't like running right I mean, then you can the return other, it that's the other thing you yeah. don't want to buy a bunch of equipment that then sits in your closet so all right so any other like words of wisdom um you i, I asked about expectations like what 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 should that first run, what should people expecting after that first run um if you have a good supportive bra chances are you're not going to feel any different your boobs will feel fine um if it's a hot sweaty day you might have some chafing even the best bra will chafe me your amazing bra 
it, it, it still gives me chafe from body time glide, to time. Friends, body glide. It's and about four bucks. A, it looks like deodorant. Yeah, just it's, slather that stuff on there. Body glide is a um, wonderful product. Um, they make it for men and women, but I think it's exactly the same thing. I think one is the thing is pink and for men. It's yeah, blue. but it does. It looks like a little because like apparently a, women won't buy anything unless it's pink right? and says for her. Now watch. There might there might we there could very well be a difference. We've not been able to discover know. one, so we just buy whatever and we both use it. Um, you know, I use it on the inside of my thighs. Um, if I'm wearing a certain pair of running shorts or if it's raining, uh, for whatever reason, if I run it, wear a technical shirt and it's raining, I get chafing in my chest. Think Andy from the office. Although not, I guess not quite as, that's not extreme. It's not like that at all. Actually, (laughs) it doesn't, nothing bleeds. It just gets a little uncomfortable. A little raw. So I'll take some body glide and throw it on my nips and be good to go. go. If it, if again, if it's raining and I'm wearing a technical shirt, that's really the only time I ever notice a problem um but body glide is your friend and it's not i know it sounds it could, almost sounds like it's something dirty but it's not it's not it's not at all and i guess the last thing i would say and it took me lots and lots of years to get right with this and i'm i still have issues your breasts are not the problem your breasts are exactly what they need to be and they deserve to be comfortable and have a good run yeah all body types can run whether you are super slim or kind of fluffy or all not run but move and exercise all body types deserve to be active well and no, but to your point about running like running the running community welcomes all all types and you know it's like you're gonna yeah you're gonna have that runner who is just rude or kind of a jerk but you're gonna have that but no matter what even if you're a wheelchair user yep. whatever your sport is yeah. the ladies deserve to be taken care of and you know what and if, so if you cannot find a sports bra that works for you that's not your problem that's the industry's problem right and they need to get out there and make clothing that works for all body types. Yep. And almost all street races are wheelchair friendly. So yeah. come on out and run with us. You know. You know? And then the last thing I'll say, and this is sort of a little tip that would help me out mm-hmm. personally. Like Young Molly? I love it when ladies leave reviews that say, I am this tall. I weigh this much. My bus size is this. Yep. Because then I can say, okay. That is similar or different for me. So whenever I leave a review for a product, I try to be really specific about what my body type is, hoping that someone who reads that review for that piece of clothing is like, okay, this will work for me. This will not work for me. Mm -hmm. It just makes me feel so much better to know that someone else who is 5'6 and 150-ish pounds, that this fits them or this doesn't fit them or this made them feel fat and gross or this made them feel beautiful and like they like safe in their body so i love it boobs yeah did you know that when you made the joke about boobs that we would do like an entire i could turn it into (laughs) like an hour of content yes (laughs) because you know why because and this is gonna sound like but you're you're incredibly intelligent you're well spoken and this is something sports bras is something you are very passionate about i am and i know i yeah i knew you could, i knew you could carry a podcast on. take this. care of those ladies i love it all right well thank you so much for listening um as always follow us at rm radio now on instagram nope rm radio podcast i know you'll get the hang of it at rm radio podcast um on the instagram and our website is rm and check out the merch station. Uh, all proceeds from anything sold go to help achieve, help us achieve our goal of getting Molly to the Boston Marathon. Where, Yikes. Where the only thing that will be more excited than me will be my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You're welcome. So, thanks, as always, for listening. And we'll see you next time on... The <laughs>